This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to Dice Over Everything, the miniatures gaming companion podcast to Dice Over Everything, where we choose a topic about miniature gaming and then talk about it for as long as the dice decides. All right, you got your dice ready? Nope. Like usual, I do not. Awesome. All right. Well, like usual, I think we'll start with our, our most difficult topic of what have you been up to for the miniature hobby this week? All right, I got a dice now. Excellent. Five minutes. So let's see what I've been doing. So um, I've been working on this diorama for the longest period of time, and the deadline's coming up, and it's still not done, so I'm actually (laughs) trying to (laughs) – not even close. So I'm actually trying to get my my button gear to work on it. Uh, Basically, I need to finish it – oh, I want to finish it within a a week. All I have to do is do stained glass, uh, put in lighting – uh, finish all of the assembly and then do painting. So, so, so the whole project then. I actually do have shells and everything like oh, that. Like, okay. like so I've, you have I've parts. started everything. So I have the lights and I have. Mm-hmm. I just haven't like put them all together and I haven't done any painting. But I still need to do some some more assembly basically to make this so, work. And so I have good. yet to. I did paint. I've already painted the two miniatures at, to a base level, mm-hmm. and then I was going to put everything together and then touch it up. Yeah, I guess the first steps of a diorama are A, planning it out, and B, getting the pieces. So I guess you've gone through the first two steps. So it's just, you know. It's actually executing. Yeah, uh, it's, it's past time, the idea stage now. I probably should have started a little while ago. But I had to finish a couple of my um, uh, miniatures for uh, Infinity. Mm-hmm. So I did, I basically um, also did a couple of bots, basically. So I can actually hopefully play my good, well, my, my ideal list on. Uh, on Monday, and figure out that it's not actually my idealist, and realize I have to paint some more models. But yeah, that's basically what it's been for me. How about you? Oh, I've been painting away on O12, and I don't know, I've done the base, the color scheme for the bases as well, which I like how it turned out. So I went and ordered more bases online, so I've now got like 50 bases and more coming in the mail from Europe. So I got that going, which is always good to have. The color scheme for that sort of like the clear the clear bases nah it's infinity so i'm going with i'm going with resin bases i don't i don't particularly like texturing bases even though these are basically outdoor bases where you could use a texture medium on it because when you try and go and glue a guy's feet to a textured base there's always the risk that the texture just lifts off i mean i pin the guys down as well but when you try and like glue part of the feet to texture and then you put the texture over top of something else there's always the risk that they get torn off of it. Whereas if you glue their feet right to the resin, like you paint the, usually I try and paint the bases first, then glue the guys to the painted bases, but you can scratch up the resin a bit to go back down to the resin. So when you glue but the guy's foot to it, it, isn't it fine? Yeah, it's usually fine. And I'm pinning them all, but anyhow. Although there's nothing worse than accidentally breaking off the pin. Yeah, then you're kind of screwed because Infinity guys have such tiny feet. So you're just like, mm-hmm. oh my god, what do I do now? You so. gotta, you gotta make them in, uh, be in a jacuzzi, and so you have, there you only see half of them. They're hanging out in a pool or something. You know, you now you make them a water base. Oh, you know what you could do? Yeah, you could have a water base, fill the bottom with resin, so that the bottom of their feet is covered in that resin, and the resin, the clear resin, holds up the thing. Yeah, that's the good. secret. You just cut off their foot, and they're deep in mud. Yeah, you just keep cutting their foot off. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. You could do that too, mm-hmm. and turn their foot into the. Uh, into the uh, pin. 
Yeah, I've just been painting the last eight guys before I put them on bases, and it's actually become much easier now that I have a color scheme on other guys. So I'm like, oh, this guy kind of looks like this other person in the army. I'll just give them the same sort of color scheme, or mm-hmm. they're or they've got camouflage, so they'll have this particular color scheme. So the color scheme's kind of already worked out, which makes doing last guys mm-hmm. faster. Anyways, that doesn't. I don't know how that helps for dioramas unless you, you're going to do the same diorama again, which usually you don't try and do multiple of the same diorama. Unless you messed up the first time. Oh, uh, technically, true. this is a set of two, and I'm working on the first one. I hopefully I have a little more time for the second one. Well, see, I don't I don't know if I will do the second diorama. The first diorama is for uh, my uh, niece mm-hmm. and my niece and nephew, right? Um, so. I want to make the first diorama, but it's for it's Harry Potter, and my nephew I think is starting to get out of Harry Potter because I took so freaking long for these dioramas that mm-hmm. he's like, ah, Harry Potter's not as cool as it was before, and I'm like, oh my god, why? this is terrible. He's, he's too young to have grown with them and like anticipated the next books, so it's no, not like a lifelong. Totally, he's totally the right age. He's going through. I don't know why he. This actually kind of annoyed me. I'm like, really? You're getting out of Harry Potter? You're like the perfect age to get to like Harry Potter. He's like 12. Mm-hmm. But also like like for the, what is it? For when Harry Potter starts getting really good with what, number four? I guess he's 13 or 14 or something like that. Uh, for But the Goblet of Fire, maybe maybe he's still too young. Maybe he'll come back to Harry Potter. So mm-hmm. I I don't know. I might I might do something different for him and, and just split it off. But we'll see how he reacts to the the first diorama that I give to his sister. Everything's cool. school. Uh, yeah. All right. So on on to some <clears throat> new topics. Do you want to go first? Or yeah, I, I spread that out. We ran out of stuff to talk about miniatures, so I just started talking about <laughs> random other stuff. Of course, of course. We're not even at the podcast yet. Related, slightly related. Mm-hmm. The, the diorama and everything. Yeah. All right, so you want to go for next question, or should I go for one? Uh, why don't you go for one? All right. start off this time. So with games that have been coming out with stuff lately from GW, we've been playing a bit of Necromunda, if you've been listening to our podcasts, and as well, Horus Heresy just came out. And one mm-hmm. different thing that they've done from a lot of games you see is they give you extra weapons packs you can buy on the side. So with Horus Heresy, you get like 20 Marines in a box, but they mm-hmm. don't come with all the special weapons you would normally get. And mm-hmm. with Necromunda, they come with a few special weapons, but if you want like really special things for you guys, you go and buy the extra weapon pack. I'm wondering, mm-hmm. do you like that direction for building miniatures? So do I like extra weapon packs? Yeah. One minute. Good. <laughs> you don't, um, do you? No, I don't really like them. Um, I do like the main pack uh, having one or two extra weapons. Um, but an entire extra pack to add on, like, that doesn't even become, like, it's very hard to be economical for the, the kind of scale, which is, like, skirmish games that, you know, that we like. Um, like, for example, the Necromunda one seems like a big-ass waste of money and just trying to get you to buy a full extra sprue, when actually you only want one or two pieces off of this thing. So it feels like, feels like just overcharging you. So because... Because you like skirmish games, like this doesn't make sense for skirmish games. So for that reason, you don't like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see that for bigger games. I like the idea for bigger games, but I'm not gonna buy those weapons packs because I don't play those games. So. So, so what do you like about it then? Oh, I like the idea that it just makes it 
easier to customize your guys in a bigger army game. It's just easier to get the weapons rather than having to buy why multiple. Don't they put into the, why don't they put less stuff but into a, the main pack as they do, or they did at least? Well, so then you don't have to buy the big chunk, chunky body parts. You can just buy a little part, more little parts. Yo, man, I don't know. Even at a store level, it seems terrible for a store. Like, no one wants to be the store that has just the weapon pack and none of the main guys. Oh, yeah, you don't want to have that left over. Well, maybe terrible for for the actual stores, I think. Mm-hmm. Could be. All right, that's what, that's easily a minute. Yep, that was garbage. That, so not, not, the question wasn't garbage. The extra weapon, extra garbage. All right, so my question is... Hmm. All right. So my question more has to do with like, the, the, you know, we've been on our podcast, we've been talking, been playing games and doing like first impressions and things like that. And I guess that's kind of made me think, um, how many games do you need to play before you can say you have a good handle on it and, and can truly review it and make a, a conclusion? Three minutes. All right. Games. I'm trying to think of games that we've started lately and have actually started learning. So we've played, thinking of Necromunda's the latest game we've taken up, mm-hmm. and we've played about four games each. Uh, yeah. Oh, I played more, but yeah. You played more? Okay, so you, you played a bit of it beforehand. I would say I'm not yeah. in the position to make a call on that game just yet. There's certain things that I know I like and I don't like, but I don't think I could say, like, mm-hmm. this is how you play the game. And mm-hmm. just like, and because and, there's so many factions involved as well, you're like, okay, in four games, if this lots of games have maybe eight factions, once they're mm-hmm. like a larger game, you you need like several games to play it against every faction. So just thinking that as an aspect, and of mm-hmm. course it comes down to the complexity of the game. But I'm I'm thinking mainstream games here is what we're gonna try and comment on. Mm-hmm. So just because there's a, so many factions out there. Because there's so many different options of building stuff. I'm thinking like 15 games. 15 games? I think you're totally wrong. Before I you disagree. like, before you've got a grasp on what's well, before you can be like, yeah. Once you played, it's... once you played 15 games, mm-hmm. you know the game. I'm talking about reviewing. I'm not talking oh, about reviewing? writing a strategy guide. Oh, reviewing. You could probably review it after like five games. That's you kind of have saying. an idea of what the mechanics are doing. If you want to like, understand the game, have to go 15. Anyhow. I think you understand it after five games. I think it, it also depends on you know the type of game and whatever, but like five games is, is a lot of games. Um, and and it's not like we're play- every game is completely different. It's actually not even like board games. We're often board games when you play a board game. It could have an entirely different idea and scope and win condition if it even has a win condition and in that case if this is something entirely new to you uh it might take more than five games to truly no it can often actually take more than five games it can take a lot of games to actually truly get get to know and understand it excuse me but yeah, yeah there's a lot of missions out there for some they're games, a lot though. more similar the games i feel like when we're playing miniature games it's like one genre of board game right and so because we played so many we kind of understand the general thing and so when you even when you play a new and novel game your ability to focus in on what's innovative and what is working what's not is a lot clearer i think in a lot shorter time so i feel like five games is is 
pro- generally more than enough, as long as you play a larger uh, breadth of of games, right? You don't just, you know, have the same two armies play against each other five times, but you spread things out, you play a couple of, of different things, or you, you see those kind of things. I think five games is quite a bit. Yeah, I think if you played a lot of games before, yeah. you could say in five games if you like the mechanics, you wouldn't be able to be like, oh, here's... I think you can even see problems, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you'll know if you just like, like for example, when we play Necromunda, spoiler alert, but like you like the second game, I started seeing lots of serious problems. All right, well, too late. Time's up. Can't go into the problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took yeah, it took two games. The first game, you're like, we're learning the mechanics. Okay, I've got the mechanics so, down. I'm not screwing up the mechanics. Yeah, I, I was gonna say even less than okay. five five games. You you have a decent you know. I guess you have the first impressions is what we do. So. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I will go back to another question. Sure. So this kind of goes off the latest Necromunda tilt of our questions. So for a campaign, if you're playing with a group of your friends and you're doing a campaign, what number of mm-hmm. games do you think is an ideal length for a campaign? <clears throat> All right. Let's see the dice. All right, one minute. Ooh, we hit the 10 right on. All right, idea length. Um, it gener- I think there, it really depends on the uh, system. So I think it's probably 8 to 12. So 10 for your average game, uh, 8 for certain games that are a little bit I think, yeah, eight, eight is probably good for for meaty kind of improving your thing and then having your your climax. Even a six can be good, if, depending on 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 how big the the game is, or if you're playing a tournament or something like that, which in some ways is a campaign in of itself. And I generally wouldn't want to go over twelve though. That's a lot of games these days. How about yeah, you? Since, since we've only got one minute, I would agree eight to twelve is good. It feels like your armies you get the chance to evolve your army a bit. And then your army doesn't become stale. If you played 20 games, I would worry I would get bored of that same army showing up because it's a campaign. You're supposed to bring back the yeah. same guys. So, yep, I think that's that's pretty reasonable for a minute. Yep. And you don't want to uh, have you don't want to stay like at your climax for too long. No, if one player gets ahead too far, then yeah, mm-hmm. it's not going to be fun at some point. So, and you you probably established that after eight to twelve. But maybe we'll maybe we'll have a bit of that in a longer topic. Yeah, run run around like when we talk about like length of campaigns. I think, I, don't, I don't remember what the last one we talked about campaigns was. So yeah, that'd be a nice topic to go into. Uh, but that is basically it. So the dice said we should just talk ten minutes and that'd be done. So um, if you have any questions that you want us to answer, we'd be happy to answer them. Give us a shout. You can email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yep, or see what we're up to on Facebook. We're Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.